What's up and welcome to the DualSense podcast for episode 170. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Jason, of course, and I'm joined by your other co-host, who is simply known this evening on the podcast service as No. Uh, kind of like that Bugs Bunny meme. He's otherwise known as Travis, of course. Travis, what's going on tonight? Que pasa? They, uh, they updated the the um, cheese good. They updated the um, UI on this, and it said title, and then it asked me for a name. And so I said no to the title. <laughs> and I was like, no to the name. Yeah. Why do we need to do this? They sure did update the UI, didn't they? Because I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Maybe it'll yeah. keep, maybe, if it means that, that we no longer disconnect randomly for no good reason, then I'm fine mm-hmm. with it, I guess. Yeah, God forbid. Listen, I was, you know, I'm really looking forward to being old and, um, you know, yeah. I'm already at the age of 32. I hate change. So I'm getting there really quick. Yeah, yeah. You haven't even, I mean, you know, you haven't even uh, got to 40 yet and you already are, are, are who you are. Yeah, and lucky that Obama didn't run at this age because I would have been all against this campaign. Change change what, buddy? <laughs> not changing shit. <laughs> the truth is, does any of them change anything? No. No, you know how it is. No. I get it. I think they think they're going to, and then they see how crazy it is. Yeah, I'm there's sure, no I'm doubt. sure it's a mess. Yeah, I'm sure some get in with the best of intentions, and they get in there, and it's just like... Mm-hmm. Nope, can't do that. Oh, wow, what did I get myself into? Like, yeah, we're going to do this. Well, actually, you can't do that. Well, I, right. I, I, said, I told everybody I would. Well, you can't. Okay. You know, Evan Almighty had a pretty big impact on my opinion of how politics works. So, <laughs> pretty sure John Goodman's in there's a, there's a John Goodman in every Senate, right? <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, let's see here. What else, what else do I have to, to discuss with you tonight? I thought there was something I wanted to discuss. So you've you've had a sneezing fit. We had to delay recording for about four or five minutes because, mm-hmm. as you know, as you know, you being yourself, you have these fits where when you sneeze, you don't just sneeze once or twice like most normal people. You sneeze, no, like a dozen times, maybe 15, 20 times over the course of, you know, five or 10 minutes. It's pretty mm-hmm. impressive, honestly. Yeah, it's cool. It's really uh, convenient at a funeral. <laughs> Please tell me it's happened to you before. No, but I think about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just have to worry about. It. Anytime I go into a situation where I need to be quiet, like oh, there's a bunch of babies sleeping in here. It's like if I start fucking sneezing, uh, I know it. And like, you know what I mean? It's just the back of your mind. Sure. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like IBS for you, but just sneezing for yeah. me. Sure, that's fair. That's fair. I I do often think about having to shit my asshole off at the biggest moments of either my life or other people's lives. You know. My wife hates it when I start sneezing. She'll be like, can you stop? Like, I have control over it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, can you I stop? Mean... I'm like, now you know how I feel when you talk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh shit. Oh, uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Hope she well, doesn't listen. Caught, <laughs> caught me off guard. Probably doesn't. She probably doesn't listen to this horse shit. But, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, Travis, we are a weekly podcast where you and i get together and we discuss all things playstation that's happened in the last week or so including news rumors new game releases and much more the catch is that we do it all in under 90 minutes for you lovely folks who don't have forever to listen to a podcast and we post new episodes every monday on all the usual podcast services as well as the youtube if you prefer to listen there you can also find us on social not social you can find us on social media on X, we go by at the DualSense Pod, but we're also on 
the Facebook, the Instagram, and the threads. And uh, our website is the dualsinthpodcast.wordpress.com. You can uh, get the shows there as well. Show notes, our photos, bios, all that lovely stuff. And uh, we would love to hear from you. So please find us, chat some PlayStation with us, or just, you know, shoot the shit with us, as it were. We, we love shooting the shit, metaphorically, not, you know, liter- or not literally, but figuratively shooting the shit. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I guess I do. You know, it depends. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get into the week's news here, Travis. Quickly, about in about uh, half the time that we have the last two weeks, yeah, starting with. Number one, PlayStation subsidiary Bungie is the latest and perhaps highest profile developer yet to be hit by the layoff bug this week. As, the, as Bloomberg's Jason Schreier reported that Bungie CEO Pete Parson informed employees on Monday of staff reductions. As the news began trickling out that the Halo and Destiny creator had laid off numerous staff, many affected by the cuts took to social media to confirm their departures from the company. The reductions reportedly included around 100 staff of their approximately 1,200 headcount and appeared to heavily affect social media community management and PR staff, including Destiny 2 community manager and Bungie co-lead of accessibility, Liana Rupert, but went as far as legendary composer Michael Salvatore, who had worked with Bungie for over 25 years on nearly every game that they made, including the original Halo. Jason Schreier also reported that Bungie has delayed Destiny 2's last expansion called The Final Shape from February to June of 2024, although that's not been announced or confirmed, and that they've also pushed the highly anticipated extraction first-person shooter Marathon from 2024 to 2025, according to his sources. A release date was never announced for Marathon or even a release window, but was likely planned for a late 2024 release based on the game being in pre-alpha when it was announced in May of this year. Bloomberg says the layoffs and delays come after Bungie's 2023 revenue fell 45% below 2023 projections due to a massive dip in popularity for Destiny 2. Later in the week, after talking to sources within Bungie, Forbes writer Paul Tassie reported that several Bungie executives had forfeited annual bonuses in an attempt to help with the layoff situation although they refuse to cut their annual compensation. However, much of the $1.2 billion that Bungie received from Sony for employee retention when they were acquired has already been spent on buying out employees and their respective shares in Bungie, so there is essentially nothing left of the $1.2 billion to help avoid layoffs. With that said, no one internally at Bungie seems to be placing blame at Sony's feet for the mess the developer currently finds itself in, according to Tassie sources. In fact, it is understood, according to Forbes, that had Sony not purchased the Destiny Maker for $3.6 billion in 2022, that Bungie likely would not have survived as an independent entity due to how poorly the Destiny 2 has been performing this year. And finally, Forbes sources revealed that, in a general sense, Destiny 2's The Final Shape DLC is very much a quote-unquote make-or-break moment for the game and potentially the franchise at large. All right, so I know that was a lot, but what do you make of this situation? Yeah, you keep writing these dissertations, man, <laughs> on the first one. So it's like the fourth week in a row you've wrote a thesis. I know. I'm trying to be very informative here. Very insightful. It is very informative. I'm not, I mean, I'm criticizing you, but not really. You know what I mean? Like, if that makes sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. It's out of love, not hate. Yeah, I mean, look, again, you know, we're on episode, what are we on, 170? I think this is the 160th episode where we've talked about layoffs. Like, <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> it's a legitimate thing. It's a legitimate thing. There's a, a couple of things that really stick out, stuck out to me. Um, I guess three things. The first one was, I was good. I was wondering if you were going to mention the money that Sony gave them for employee retention because I couldn't remember the number, but I remembered when they, mm-hmm. when Sony bought Bungie, that was. I remember them having an employee staff retention number, and I thought that was silly at the time. Like, what do you need that for? Sure. And then, of course, now they need it, and the fact that they've already spent over a billion dollars in retention, and all they've done is basically buy out people's shares and give them not stipends isn't the right word but you know what i mean what is it called when they let you go and they give you like a, like a severance yeah like that's all they've done like yeah I don't neither of those that. things are retention no neither that's retention yeah i don't understand retention that means part to keep. yeah so why are we using that money retention money that's earmarked for retention why are we using that money to make people go away mm-hmm. like that i don't understand at all yeah instead of keeping them we're getting rid of them right i don't it's fine hmm. beside the point I guess, but that's amazing to me, regardless of if they use it to retain or to uh, pay off, uh, for lack of a better term, to buy out. Um, Mm. That's an insane amount of money for that, for for a company, I think. Definitely. Regardless, if they told me Twitter did that or Chase Bank did that, I think that was wild. Like, that's unbelievable to me. Mm -hmm. The other part I thought was really interesting was the idea that Bungie might not even exist if Sony didn't buy them out in 2022. Uh Uh-huh. That's fucking. That's just that's that's actually more wild to me than spending over a billion dollars in buyouts. Like, like Bungie is like I would have never guessed that. You know, yeah. Halo is Halo, of course, and I know it only lasts for so long. You know, right? Like, mm-hmm. you could pick any like. There's sports teams that were good in the '80s that aren't good anymore, right? Sometimes you you just kill it, and then all of a sudden you suck forever, right? But Bungie doesn't feel like that to me, right? Especially with Destiny. Like Destiny 1 was great. Destiny 2 is great, but it's been out for a while. And that kind of brings me to my third point. And we, we've talked about this before, I think, but remember when Destiny came out and they were like, you know, we want it to be a 10-year game. Mm. And my, my interpretation of that was they were going to release Destiny 1, 2, 3, 4, like every year. I was going to get a Destiny with a new number, mm-hmm. like a cyclical game like FIFA. And then you were like, no, 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 no. It's just basically like a 10-year live service. Like, mm-hmm. The idea is that we keep getting these updates, uh, like the final phase or whatever it's called. And I thought that was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I thought that would never work. But in that same time period, though, if you would have told me a game like Fortnite could work or a game like <laughs> Warzone could work, I would have told you that was insane too. But mm-hmm. even when I saw Fortnite and Warzone and these other live services that actually work, Genshin Impact, you know, when I've seen them. I still didn't think the Destiny model would work. Sure. It just didn't feel the same to me for whatever reason. I'm not really sure why. You know, to me, Destiny is replayable, but it's not. Like, it gets stale to me. Yeah. And even though in Call of Duty, you're doing the same exact thing, maybe it's just the pacing, right? Maybe it's the yeah. pacing. Because you could spend hours doing a raid, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, doing monotonous things, trying to get enough whatever you need. I forget what the stuff's called, but you know, you're so over here grinding, trying to get some armor or whatever, or, or a wet, exotic weapon, right? Mm-hmm. In Call of Duty, like, man, we're here. Fuck, I got killed. Okay, drop back in. Let's go. Like, go to the gulag, drop back in. Let's go. Like, it's, mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think that games like Fortnite and uh, Warzone fit kind of the attention span better. It's just a different type of gamer, I think, that's going to sit down and play Destiny 2 grind like it feels like a pc crowd to me but that's beside the point but um yeah it's more of an rpg i mean it is an rpg yeah just to none of that made sense to me but 
those are the three big things I took away, but I think it asks it brings up an interesting question, which is one, you know, Sony bought them in tw- like last year, right? It's been yeah. a year. I wonder what numbers they were seeing a year ago. Would they have bought Bungie for the same amount today? Yeah. I I would I would doubt it, but right. Then that takes us to forecast. And we've talked about forecast before, right? It's mm-hmm. like the weatherman. You're just you're pissing in the wind, right? But to be 46% off is <laughs> massively bad. You know, like for example, at my job, when I came into work on Wednesday, we missed forecast by 44%. And I was like, that's fucking unbelievable, right? Like, yeah. So yeah, I'm seeing it in multiple areas, right? It's it seems like it's a thing across different industries and different um business types. It's that's very fascinating to me outside of the gaming world because clearly right. this is a problem for everybody in forecasting. And the idea that, you know, people have been talking about a recession forever mm-hmm. and we haven't really seen it, at least in my opinion. But all of a sudden to see people stop people just stop buying stuff in the last like six weeks. It's really weird. And yeah. Clearly, Bungie's feeling that too, but you know, more than six weeks, but they're feeling it right. So, mm-hmm. I think that's a a really big comment on kind of the industry as a whole than necessarily just Bungie, right? Right. Yeah, I think you know a lot of red flags here for me. If if we weren't to your point, if if there weren't all of these other industries and entities reporting, you know, losses and. Uh, hits to their forecasts, et cetera, et cetera. I would almost suspect Bungie of cooking the books in order mm. to push through a purchase from from PlayStation. I'm not saying that's what they did, but if there weren't all these other things around them and, and around the economy, that's what it would look like to me. Uh, because to your point, 45% is a huge misfire. I mean, that's not even fucking close. To, to, I mean, I'm sorry. It's not even close. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's a red flag to me. Now, there's a lot of variables, like most businesses and industries. You know, number one, they're relying on the, on them keeping their customer happy in one of the most direct ways possible. And gamers are fickle. You know, it doesn't take much to piss us off. Right. If they made an update and the time to kill you know, was off for 30 days, that's enough to piss off a big chunk of the player base. You know, if they... I mean, ask Payday. Yeah, there you go. It killed Payday pretty much, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. And, you know, if they raised microtransaction prices by 30%, that's enough to do it right there. So there's all these variables, of course, but the other, I guess, point or part B of that is that when you're a video game company that is relying on a singular property and one singular product to support your company, meaning destiny, then you have to understand at the, the, in the best possible way, what your customer wants and you cannot take that for granted. And it's obvious. I mean, we don't play destiny anymore, but it's obvious from this and all of the reporting coming out that they've really messed up somewhere along the way. And I was, you know, reading some other stuff today about the player accounts being down, people not happy with how much it costs to buy stuff in the game, uh, you know, how much the expansions cost, the quality of the expansions, you know, all that. I think they know as much because they 
I guess, or, you know, they are telling the guy from Forbes that they feel that the the next expansion is very much make or break, which is wild to me. Like you said, that Bungie even finds themselves in this situation. It's so bad that they fired the guy, Michael Salvatore, who's like one of the most legendary composers in all of video games. He did the yeah, sound- That's odd, right? Yeah, he did the soundtrack, uh, you know, the original score for all the Halo games for Destiny. Like all that Gregorian chant shit that's like iconic in the Halo yeah. games. You shit. know what's funny? In my head, he's worked he's worked twice in twenty years. He made the score for Destiny, <laughs> he made the score for Halo. Sure. And he's just been chilling in an office up there. Like yeah. I wonder if they thought we could just contract a dude. Yeah, they'll probably like, just AI. Hey, pay you fucking AI yeah, buy an AI program. Mm-hmm. That's a good point too. That's Maybe he's part. just he's obsolete now, right? Could be. He very well could, he could be. be an extra in Sopranos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I think that I think the the fact that they fired him, they fired the community manager for Destiny Two. I mean, that tells you a lot, right there. I mean, it tells you a lot. Tough. Also, it's pretty weird that you fire a lot of your community social media PR staff when argue when that's what you need the most right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they fired those. I mean, they <laughs> fired the, all the people they need the most right now. In my opinion, I mean, don't get me wrong. They need designers and everything to make the game good and all that type of shit. Like, yeah, of course. But on the these people are on the very front lines with not with with everyone on the internet, with your players, etc. And you you fired the majority of them. It's like I don't know, man. It's it's all very odd. And you know, we talk a lot on here about game companies shooting themselves in the foot and stuff like that. And it sounds like Bungie better be you know kissing PlayStation's ass a little bit. For for bell mm-hmm. for belling them out in a way, oh yeah, maybe they'll just use PlayStation's marketing people, right? They could be. That could be the case. That's a good point. Every, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, we talk about the marketing machine of Sony and PlayStation, and they definitely could. They could roll that functionality, that vertical, you know, into them, possibly. You know, need, and just need less in-house of all those things. Very possible. <clears throat> anyway, cra- crazy to to think about overall where where they're at. They they don't seem they they very much do not seem out of the woods. Um, no, they you know we'll have to see what happens next year and right. and uh, with Marathon. The crazy thing is that Marathon has like the the reveal trailer has over twenty million views on YouTube. Oh, I'm excited for it. Oh, I'm too. It's it, I mean it's right. I mean people are crazy excited for that game. Yeah. So but you made a good point. Like like you're you Bungie. You're it's a legendary studio. Let's not fool around with it, right? Mm-hmm. And like. The idea that you put all your eggs into one basket is fucking insane. Yeah. Like, that, like what are you doing? Yeah. It's such a gamble. Yeah. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but in hindsight, they probably should have already had another IP to market, you know, years ago. Uh, the first Destiny came out in 2013. Like you were saying, that was the 10-year game. So in, in theory, we would be in the 10th year of the first Destiny game right now. I think Destiny 2 came out in 16 or 17. I can't remember. So we're in year six, seven, or eight of that game. You know what I'm saying? Like, they should yeah. have had something else to market by now. It's like, they're a little bit too late on that part. But with that said, Marathon does look great. All right, number two. A significant rumor popped up this week regarding PlayStation's plans for live service games, though the rumor should be taken with a massive grain of salt. It comes from Reset Era member Head on the Block, who claimed that Sega, or Sega, or Sega and Bandai Namco are all working on PlayStation exclusive games with Sega working on an IP that we that will quote 
wipe the floor, end quote, hinting at a wipeout revival of some sort. The same user also said that Sony quote-unquote forced several of its first-party studios to work on online projects, but has since scaled back its plans for live service games and is, quote, using third-party to catch up on some IPs, end quote, such as the likes of the aforementioned Bandai Namco and Sega, further intimating that Sony has plans to revive legacy IP. So what do you think about the the idea in general and... Uh, what would be some legacy IP you would like to see revived from PlayStation? Did you mean to put an oxymoron there at the beginning? <sighs> Which part? <laughs> the massive grain of salt. Oh, yeah. Did you like that? I, I mean, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, okay. The white, the wipeout thing. I know you like wipeout. I don't care. It could be when cool. I said wipe floor, I, well, okay. I assumed it was just a, like, a, like a sweeping simulator. <laughs> sweeping the porch. Cool. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I mean Sega and Wipeout makes a lot of sense to me. By the way, for some reason, like they do, they just seem to go together. But continue. Yeah, I could see that in a way, like the whole twin stick thing, and mm. I, I could get behind it. I, I guess think like Crazy Taxi, you know, and I don't know. I mean, yeah, the pacing of it seems to line up with what they're good at. Mm-hmm. But no, like you know, Sony forcing several other people to first party studios to work on online live service games. Yeah, that sounds legitimate to me. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's the only reason that there is a, as a Last of Us factions that there's a Ghost of Tsushima Legends. I don't think mm-hmm. those people wanted to make that necessarily. Hmm. Could be. I think there's some solid validity to that. Uh, the other thing about third party catch up with some IPs, yeah, that makes sense too. Look, like when you said Jim Ryan was leaving, my first thought was like they're going to scale back on some of this live service stuff. So mm-hmm. this whole thing is kind of fitting with what I already thought. Like I could have written this just for my own. Yeah. conspiracies like i think they made people think sony legitimately made people push push them into ips or online things i think that's a real thing uh live service ips i mean uh multiplayer stuff some of them probably didn't want to do it it's probably not coming out because you know we've been asking where are these things well think about it though if you've been asked to do shit you don't want to do there's not going to be any like what is your motive right we have to do it like it's just not going to be good probably yeah they bring in these third-party people. We've seen them buy, you know, Bungie, for example, that did has, did really well with Destiny until this year. But they would bring them in to fix it. That's what you would do. You'd go buy somebody to try to fix it. You go bring in an expert. You want a subject matter expert, and that was the best one available at the time, right? All of that lines up to me. Yeah. So, so all of that seems like I see a lot of smoke there. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. If you're going to give me old school IPs to revive, mm-hmm. PlayStation exclusive ones. PlayStation exclusive ones. See, I'm not good at this. You know this. Well, SOCOM is one. That's the that's the obvious one for Very. me. Like, I mean, is, that's a fucking is, no-brainer. Right. Legend of Dragoon could be one, potentially, for like Bandai Namco. They do all the JRPG stuff, so. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Is, um, does Driver fall under that? No, that's a Ubisoft game. But, uh, mm. you know, you got... Yeah, okay. I'm trying to think of what other kind of legacy they get. You know, you got like... Well, I, I was I was gonna See, say, I didn't I was gonna say Crash, but Activision owns Crash, so right. You can't do Max Payne. No, you got like Power Rapper the Rapper, and uh, I don't care about that. That sucks. No, nah, it's stupid. Uh, what else? What else is dead that Sony has has killed? Killzone, of course. Resistance. I, I think Resistance never comes back. I could see Killzone or SOCOM coming back. Mm-hmm. Killzone more than SOCOM. Really? Yeah. I mean, I kind of agree with that. I feel like I do kind of agree with that. Mainly because I think there's a reluctance 
and I'm just talking out of my ass, but I feel like there's a reluctance to do a full-on, straight-up military sim shooter. You know what I'm saying? Like, right? I, I don't know if... I mean, maybe, though. I mean, maybe now that with the whole Microsoft thing, but I just feel like there there is a reluctance to do a SOCOM military shooter revival because in the past of the relationship between Call of Duty and PlayStation from a marketing standpoint, but maybe that'll change. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, like I said, this is a rumor. Uh, it's a big rumor. To your point, it doesn't line up. We've we've heard about, you know, obviously Jim is gone. We've heard about studios at PlayStation not being happy with the pivot to games as a service, et cetera. Now we're hearing that uh, they're scaling back and that they're going to third party to to try to fill the gap with some single player exclusive games by bringing back some older stuff. Although Wipeout would surely be multiplayer. I mean, but anyway, the obvious, like I said, the obvious choice for me personally of a of a game to revive, a IP to revive is SOCOM. I mean, that's a, that's a no brainer. They got to do that immediately, immediately. Number three. Sony announced the November PlayStation Plus Essential Tier games for this week, as well as a new perk for subscribers. The games include Mafia 2 Definitive Edition for PS4, Asymmetrical Online Action Game Dragon Ball The Breakers for PS4, and a third-person co-op survival shooter Aliens Fireteam Elite for both PS4 and PS5. Also, PlayStation Plus subscribers can receive an additional 15% discount on all content available for purchase or rental on the Sony Pictures Core app during the month of November. And finally, PlayStation Plus premium subscribers can now stream supported PS5 games without having to download them in North America. So all uh, the streaming support has now come to all the markets that they were going to bring it to. So what do you think about uh, any of this? I mean, I don't think, uh, I don't think the game list is too bad. I enjoy the Mafia games. Mafia 2 is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I think I actually played that one again. You did. Dragon Ball is the only anime I know of, so that's cool. And then sure. um, I've heard of Fireteam Elite. It's neat. It's People cool. seem to enjoy it. Yeah, so like, I don't think it's bad at all. Yeah, as far as the core stuff, don't care. <laughs> yeah. It, it is a nice feature that you can, you know, you can stream these PS5 games without downloading them. The supported ones, I do, I do like that. So mm-hmm. hopefully that expands out a little bit. We get, we get some more options with that. Yeah, I'm going to have to get used to that because I still, you know, my first... My first instinct with any game is to, you know, hit download, right? Not stream. But I, I pretty regularly like try games out, you know, just for a little bit or whatever the case. Even the PlayStation uh, game trials that are on the premium tier, you can stream most, if not all of those. And those would definitely be more helpful to stream some of those because you usually have to download the entire game. Uh when you do the trials, like literally the entire game, no matter how much time it is. So uh, the streaming part, definitely it would come in helpful there. Uh, as far as the games, uh, A- Aliens Fireteam Elite is pretty cool. It's a nice four-player, if I remember, co-op game. I played it for a little while with Jacob. Um, it is pretty neat. It's a fun little third-person shooter. Not very scary. It's just you know hectic. It's like a big horde mode shooter, basically. So I uh, won't play Mafia 2 or Dragon Ball. Those uh, Mafia 2 runs at like 30 FPS, I think, and I don't even know what Dragon Ball The Breakers is, but that sounds kind of dumb. So, yeah. So, speaking of streaming, Travis, let's move on to number four. We have a lot of news nuggets, a lot of news nuggets. Feel free to jump in here. The first nugget Sony Interactive Entertainment announced this week that it has acquired video delivery solutions company iSize 
The British firm specializes in deep learning for video delivery, which uses machine learning to produce higher quality video at a significantly lower bit rate, which reads to me like they're trying to make game streaming far more efficient, far more efficient, which I think could be very cool, especially for the soon-to-launch PlayStation Portal. PlayStation announced this week that the Pulse Explorer wireless earbuds will be launching December the 6th, while the Pulse Elite headset is launching February 21st. Pre-orders for the earbuds go live through PlayStation Direct on November the 9th. Also, the PlayStation Link USB adapter, which is included with both headsets, will be available a la carte for $24.99. And I think that comes with the Portal too. Uh, I'm not quite sure, but... The earphones or the sneaky Link? The Link thing. I think it comes with the Portal, but I could be wrong. Uh, does it look like uh, Link? <laughs> it's just a USB adapter is all it is. Stupid. They missed, they missed some marketing opportunity there. They did. Maybe they shouldn't have fired them all at Bungie. Yeah. Um, how much are the earbuds? I forgot what you told me. The earbuds are 200 Yeah. God, just go fuck yourself. No, no. Like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I want them so bad, though. I do want them so bad. I'm going to wait and see how they review. I could buy half of a PlayStation. I know. And then you got PS5 Pro next year. It really is brutal. Like, like, what do you, what do we, this is why nobody buys anything. What's your forecasting on that? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, touche. Uh, the Elite is 150. So maybe that's more your speed in February. Tell your wife, no. to, tell your wife to get you the Elite for Valentine's gift. There you go. You're welcome out there, fellas, by the way. And tell your girlfriends too. Fuck it. Uh, speaking of all this, maybe I did, they can get them together and they can split it. <laughs> Uh, speaking of all this, I did pre-order a PlayStation Portal today. Yeah, are you disappointed in me? No, I'm just wondering how you feel. How you feel? I mean, it hurt. You know, it's a couple. I'm not surprised. I, I mean, just ordered you have a buyer's remorse. I mean, it hurt. It's a couple hundred bucks, but uh, you know, I don't know if I don't like it, I'll I'll sell it uh, on eBay or something, or maybe to one of you yeah. one of you lads out there. I just I love this. Yeah, don't worry about it. You're good for it. <sighs> You're good for it. Ah, yeah, guys, I got fuck you money. <laughs> yeah, I got lots of fuck you money. Fuck, I got fuck all of you money. <laughs> uh, next nugget, Travis. Hey, this one's for you. A large, new, girthy Gran Turismo 7 update dropped this week, which features a new Spec 2 opening movie, whatever the fuck that means. Fucking GT nerds. Seven new cars, not cards. A new Lake Louise circuit with three layouts, three cafe menus, updates to world circuits, Gran Turismo Sophie implementation for quick race on PS5. Uh, that should be cool. 50 new challenges, uh, a paddock added to multiplayer menu, whatever that means, four-player split-screen races on PS5, newscapes, and an updated UI. And uh, if it lasts more than four hours, Travis, be sure to call your medical provider. Um, the UI is nice. It's better. It's... I thought, honestly, the UI sucked, but it's much better now. Uh-huh. The 50 challenges are pretty cool. They're like licenses, but they're now they're master licenses. So they're obviously more difficult than the normal licenses. Um, I, don't, I can't see myself doing them, but uh, it's pretty cool. Like, it, it's a nice touch. I think this update's actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. The Spec 2 movie is like, you know, the beginning of Madden, they used to play like a little highlight video. It's, it's like that. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Lake Louise is actually on snow. Oh, that's kind of cool, actually. I'll give them that. Yeah, and it's the, the the track looks like a like a 
snowboard pipe, like a, you know what I'm talking about? What do they call those things? Like a half pipe thing? And, or uh, yeah, or it's like really called? long and there's, yeah, they have like those blue markers on them and stuff and you can buy snow tires for your cars. So like, it's pretty cool. I hope they do an online race on it because it's, it's it'll be great chaos, but um, it does feel different than the rally courses on the game. Yeah. It's not as good as the snow in say WRC, but um, that I would never expect it to be. Um, Gran Turismo is like, you know, it's tarmac. The rest of the stuff's on there ought to be on there. Mm-hmm. But no, it's it's a really nice update. We'll get to that game. Yeah, Kaz bringing the heat for you for you guys. A couple of years later, or did it come? Did it, wait, did it come out in twenty two or twenty one? I don't know. Last year, right? It came out this decade. Yeah, I think it was last year. Time flies when you're having so much fun as we are here. Next nugget: <laughs> PSVR two game. Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord is getting two free DLC modes called Heist and Seek, and that's that's clever, and Infestation. Like no release date was given for either mode, however. Sony also updated the PlayStation Stars program with a lineup of fresh collectibles for the month of November, if you're interested. I need to go look and see what the campaigns are. I love getting those free coins, you know, for shit. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I like the coins, and I like getting the trophies that I don't put in my trophy case. Oh, I have, I, I just like the, I have some of I like mine. to have them. I've got I have a, random ones here. Yeah. I haven't updated it probably since, I don't know, April. Yeah. I've got a Shuhei bobblehead, a PS3, and what's my other one? That's like the, the, the top three displayed ones or whatever. I need to go fix that, actually. They need to put it on PS5. They, they need to put it like actually on the PS5, like not just the app that you can do that yeah, shit. Yeah, it's, it's irritating. I, I, you get a helmet for playing Gran Turismo, by the way. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool, actually. Also, a Rolling Stones music pack released for Beat Saber on PSVR 2 this week, if you're interested. Hear me out. That makes me want to get a PSVR 2. Really? Wow. I love the, I love the Rolling Stones. Like, Is it because you're Unabashedly. Rolling? Yeah. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? <laughs> it means you're a Rolling Stone, man. You never settle down. Oh, like Papa was a Rolling Stone? Yeah. Who sings yeah, that? Yeah. The, the Judds? Oh. Oh, they, Bob Dylan. They both suck. Who cares? Whoa. Whoa. Take Roy it back. Orbison, Roy Orbison pisses more talent than Bob Dylan. I mean, I'm not going to argue with that, but still. Anyway, but name one Bob nugget. Dylan song. I don't know, man. Exactly. But you can name <laughs> six Backstreet Boys songs. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All right. Anyway, just so that I you know, I'm participating. Six off one album. Anyway. Right. That's because they only had one. I'm uh, participating in no Nickelback November. So if you need me, I will oh, not same. be listening to Nickelback. <laughs> same. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Next nugget here. Website Video Games Chronicle reported that Ubisoft will be shutting down online functionality for several older titles on January 25th, including Assassin's Creed Liberation HD on the PlayStation 3. Ubisoft Massive's Avatar Frontiers of Pandora recently let media go hands-on, and most people walked away impressed, although a major complaint was the lack of wayfinding in the game in regards to objectives. So apparently it's like very, very open. It wants you to find things organically, you know, look for landmarks, etc. Um, which, you know, doesn't sound terrible. So I'm super stoked for this game. Also, Alan Wake creative director Sam Lake, not Sam, Sam Lake, <laughs> type Sam Lake. What's Sam that? Lake. What is Sam Lake? <laughs> Sam Lake is the creative director for Alan Wake, and uh, he's also the likeness for Max Payne. Uh, anyway, he told GQ this week that he wants to make a, quote, crazy, huge budget, dark, gothic fantasy game, end quote, and that sounds fucking 
dope. I would love for them to do something like that. Also, Capcom's recent financial reporting has revealed it will release a quote-unquote major unannounced game by the end of its current fiscal year, which ends at the end of March, and is likely a Monster Hunter title. So, fart noise. Also, Insomniac Games revealed that Spider-Man 2 and their upcoming Wolverine game exist within the same universe, and canonically... Is that how you say that? Canonically? Can, let's, say, let's go with canonically. Nope. nope. It's canonically. Cano- oh, thank you. Canonically are in the Spider-Man 1048 comic book universe. So there's a crossover coming inevitably at some point. Yes. And the only reason I know canonically is because that's how they reference uh, Jack the Ripper's um, five known victims, confirmed victims, the canonical five. Oh, okay, good. Thank you. Jack the Ripper coming in clutch here for the DualSense podcast. Also, game industry legends Hideki Kamiya and Shinji Mikami, have all typos all through this thing, are hosting a conversation about their careers and their future plans at a festival in Tokyo in December, perhaps intimating that the two are working together on a new game. There's some people very excited about this tease. Mm-hmm. How, how can you tell you spell their names wrong? I know, that I can, because I know Shinji Mikami's name is not Shinky Mikami. Oh. <laughs> Also, now that the PS5 Slim has made it into the wild, it was confirmed this week that the console and even the disk drive model requires a connection to the internet to update the firmware to allow the drive to work. Along those lines, the first images of the systems made their way online this week, and the digital edition looks notably sleek, while the disk drive model is horrendous. It looks extra pregnant. And finally, Call of Duty insider Charlie Intel claimed this week that a new PlayStation advertisement indicated that the new PS5 Modern Warfare 3 bundle will be sold for $500, meaning that the game comes free as a part of the bundle. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. It does um, I, Do you like the name Charlie Intel? I really enjoy it. Yeah, I do too, because every time I read it, I'm like, you want to make me pop your fucking eye out of your fucking head for that motherfucker Charlie Intel? Anyway. That's good. Next nugget, Remedy Entertainment revealed this week that its Max Payne 1 and 2 remake, here we go, Travis, has progressed to the production readiness phase, while Control 2 is still in the proof of concept phase. Wow, we're getting closer. I don't remember Control as Control 2. Uh, Control 2 is the sequel to Control. Do you remember Control? Oh, yeah, I love Control. It's a great game. I feel like I knew. I know that you played it. When did it come out? While we were in college? No, no, it came out in... 2019 or 2020, I want to say. And we're uh, remaking it? No, they're making a sequel. Oh, so I can't fucking read. No, you cannot. Uh, I think it's a game you would like, though. Anyway, I think it's on PlayStation Plus Extra, actually. I digress. Atari has acquired California Remaster and Remake Specialist Digital Eclipse for up to $20 million. CD Projekt Red stated this week that they want the Cyberpunk series to have a quote-unquote similar evolution to that of The Witcher, with the sequel creating a quote-unquote total immersion experience. Okay, sounds awesome. Let's see if they can pull it off. Konami revealed on an earnings call this week that multiple Silent Hill remakes are being planned, and I really, we've talked about this, who the fuck wants this? Like, do, <laughs> does, do, people, do people like Silent Hill that much? Like, I don't know, man, whatever. Speaking of Silent Hill, I'm going to go ahead and jump ahead. I don't know why I didn't put this up there, but their uh, Silent Hill 2 pre-order pages went live at a lot of retailers this week, including GameStop. So that would seem to indicate that a release date announcement is going to be happening very soon. Also, Ubisoft announced 
that Far Cry 6 will no longer receive updates or patches, though the game's online services will march on for the time being. Modern Warfare 3 does not have a Platinum Trophy nor its own trophy list on PS5, instead appearing as a DLC trophy list under Modern Warfare 2. Yikes. Yikes. Big bruh. Big bruh. Speaking of, Travis, those who pre-ordered the game on PS4 and PS5 now have early access to the game's campaign mode, which apparently is only three or four hours long. We also learned that the weapon tuning feature is being removed from the game ahead of next week's launch, as uh, apparently... They got a lot of complaints about fans not liking that. I never used it. I thought it was stupid as hell anyway. So Yeah, so it's fair. It's weird to me yeah. that I can beat this campaign before I lose my Gran Turismo erection. <laughs> Indeed. I am uh, reviewing this game for, for Gaming Nexus. It just kind of fell into Which my part? lap. I'm reviewing the entire the entirety of Modern oh, okay. Warfare 3 nice. for Gaming Nexus. Yeah, so... Uh, I literally just asked a question and out of curiosity in the Slack chat, and all of a sudden I had a PS5 code. I was like, okay, I guess I'm reviewing it. Uh, <laughs> so, careful what you ask. Uh, yeah, careful what you ask. Beware what you ask for. Is the question you asked, can I have the review code? No. <laughs> no the, que- <laughs> the question was, Rob, are you reviewing Modern Warfare 3? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer was, no, you are. <laughs> yeah, the answer is, no, you are. So, yeah, okay. I, I wrote back, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> anyway, it's fine. It's perfectly fine. I'll do it. Fuck it. I'll fuck it. We'll we'll do it live. Go write it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Anyway, we're getting out of control here. Where are we at? Next nugget. Elden Ring DLC development is quote unquote proceeding smoothly, according to From Software, parent company Katokawa. Disney Dreamlight Valley's next major update will introduce a multiplayer mode that lets up to four friends visit each other's worlds developer or simulations if you will developer gameloft also revealed a content roadmap through summer of 2024 that includes a major expansion each quarter fortnite brought back its original battle royale map this week and within hours after launch it had already had over 4 million concurrent players which is crazy of course it actually hit 5 million at one point this afternoon uh, it's nostalgia really is the most powerful emotion behind um love you are correct you are correct. It had imme- immediately had people calling for uh, Call of Duty to bring back the first Warzone map for Dance, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Cool. Just, who cares? Bring it back. We'll just break everything with Modern Warfare 3 and Warzone. Yep. <laughs> also, Starbreeze finally released Payday 3's first major patch on Friday after a mere six weeks, Travis, claiming that the game is, quote, finally up and running as things should be, end quote. There's that. Do that before you release the game. I don't know, just an just, idea to do a quality check. Right, maybe delay it. I mean, fuck, I don't know. Anyway, happens all the time. Website Games Industry reported that Devolver Digital acquired Seattle-based developer System Era, the creators of Astroneer, for up to $40 million. As of October of 2023, 25 games released so far this year have a Metacritic score of 90 or more, the highest number since 2011 underscoring what a massive year it has been for new game releases. And uh, it's pretty crazy. I think um, 2011 had like 17 or 18 90 plus games. So we're well outpacing that. I was thinking yesterday, there's just a lot of games I want to play. Like, you know what I mean? Like I still haven't even bought Assassin's Creed. I want to mm-hmm. get Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. There's a new map coming to Azonzo. Still want to play the Battlefield season. Yeah, same. There's just all kinds of shit going on, it seems like. And that's not even everything, you know. It's, that's just the surface level stuff. Yeah, 
I agree. I agree. Um, I feel the same way. And then, you know, my wish list is just out of control. I think we're going to get a pretty good, you know, Black Friday-ish sale on the PS Store, though. So that'll be the time to jump on some of those. Maybe I could pre-order War Hospital. Maybe one of these days. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Next nugget. Star Trek Online and Neverwinter developer Cryptic Studios is one of the latest studios to suffer layoffs as a part of parent company Embracer Group's quote-unquote restructuring plan. The developer has also been moved under the direction of DECA Games within Embracer. Also, website Pushsquare reported that first-person magic shooter Immortals of Avium is getting a massive update on November the 16th, which will include a new playable in-game content, New Game Plus mode, and a new Grand Magnus difficulty mode. It will also be getting a free trial for PlayStation Plus Premium members that allows you to play up to the th- up until the third chapter of the game. And uh, I would definitely recommend that you all try the trial for the game. Uh, I think that game's criminally underrated. Uh, very good. Gave it an 8.5 out of 10 for Gaming Nexus. Also, Mortal Kombat 1's first DLC featuring Invincible's Omni-Man is arriving on November the 9th for season pass holders and November the 16th for everyone else. Spanish outlet Ario Wagonus Wagons, Ario Wagos <laughs> claimed this week that it's heard from sources close to Sony that a God of War Ragnarok expand alone game will be announced later this year, likely at the Game Awards. And we've kind of talked about this a little bit on the show after I played that game. I definitely think that this game could stand uh, the expand alone treatment like Uncharted and Legacy of Thieves or what is that? What was that game? Uh, whichever one that was like the, the expansion for that, they could definitely do that with Atreus, uh, Kratos' son for sure. It'd be dope. Also, Vaporware's zombie survival MMO the day before has indefinitely delayed its PS5 version, and that game doesn't exist. It's not, it's not a real game, I'm convinced. <laughs> it's like that one game uh, that everybody thought was Kojima, including me. What was that game? Uh, the Devil Inside? No, that one too. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know at this point. <laughs> it's, what was it called, like Blueface or Bluepoint? Yeah, the, or, the, the, uh, yeah Blue, Box, Blue, Box. Blue Box was the developer. I don't remember the name of the yeah. game. Um, no, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Also, a canceled PlayStation 2 Daredevil game surfaced online this week with game preservation group The Hidden Palace producing a playable prototype on PC. Perfect. Yeah, I watched some I gameplay footage. Go ahead. Is it good? No, it's literally just like a blue room with a bunch of boxes and then like a heat mapped, like fucking stick figure <laughs> running around. Mm-hmm. It's like I would prototype loosely. I mean, you could, there's no way you know it's a Daredevil game. They didn't tell you. So- I barely made it. Yeah. yeah, I was hoping he's blind. It would just be a black screen. You know, that's a good point. That could, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That could have been the, what I was looking at. I have no fucking idea. Anyway, doesn't matter. They canceled it. A number of new game trials went live for PlayStation Plus premium subscribers recently, including AFL 23, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, Cyber TD, Evil West, Match Point, MotoGP 23, Roller Coaster Tycoon Adventures Deluxe, Sifu, Tri Six Infinite, TT Isle of Man, Rise on the Edge Three, and Wizard with a Gun. Phantom Blade Executioners, the free-to-play spin-off of highly anticipated PS5 exclusive Phantom Blade Zero, was supposed to be available on the PlayStation Store, but I just looked to confirm, and they're having some type of technical difficulty, so it's not yet on the PlayStation Store, but it's coming at any moment. They say so. Hang tight for that. Also, Uno stealth released on PS5 this week from Ubisoft. 
and it's available on PlayStation Plus Extra with a free upgrade from PS4 to PS5. I don't know, I don't know how you upgrade that game, but whatever. Website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that Exoprimal's Monster Hunter crossover will kick off with Season 3 on January the 18th. HBO CEO Casey Boys announced this week that production on the second season of The Last of Us will begin in early 2024, meaning that it likely won't air until 2025. Fart noise. Along those lines, Travis, Ghost of Tsushima movie director and John Wick director Chad Stahelski shared that the film is almost ready for production, telling Screen Rant that the production team is, quote, very close to getting our shit together, end quote. <laughs> Love it. I do too. Great. I'm stoked for that. He says he wants to keep the visual style of the game somehow on film. Which part? Because you could play the game in different ways. Right. You know what I mean? I think he means the default, like all the colors and shit, you know? Oh, not the black and white version you could play? Yeah, not the, not the uh, what's that called? Carol Kawa or something like that? Carol something Kawa. like that, yeah. I want to see if the wind still directs people where to go, like if the character will dope. get lost. Yeah. I also want to know if he can whistle for the horse. It'll just, I guess that's, that's not as cool as I said it out loud, but in my head, you know, like... Sure. How you could be on top of the mountain and whistle, whistle for the horse and it would just show yeah, up. Turn like around. That's what, yeah, yeah, that's what I want to happen. <laughs> that's such a great game. Fucking A. Next nugget. Website PlayStation Universe reported that the following games received update patches this week. Battlefield 2042, Baldur's Gate 3, Alan Wake 2, Gran Turismo 7, AEW Fight Forever, Spider-Man 2, Overwatch 2, Diablo 4, Apex Legends, Wolong Fallen Dynasty, Lords of the Fallen and Payday 3. So if you've been waiting for some fixes or new content, check those out. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth has been rated in South Korea, meaning it is on schedule for its release in February. IO Interactive CEO, the uh, makers of Hitman, of course, told Edge Magazine that their project's 007 game is the quote-unquote ultimate spycraft fantasy. And I am stoked. God, I can't fucking wait for this. This is going to be so good. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, when he, the way he said that and knowing how Hitman is, I can only imagine what they've come up with story-wise. Because I'm in my head, there's going to be like thirteen thousand ways to get to get the spy, the spying accomplished. Or what would you? Mm-hmm. What is the art of spying called? <laughs> yeah, spy, spycraft. That's it. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, he also said that the game is going to be more Daniel Craig than Roger Moore. The fuck does that mean? I don't know, but I like the sound of it. <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah. I guess I've so. seen the Roger Moore's, but I think he means maybe they're going to be like less campy, maybe like you know, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I just I don't want it to be a remake of the movie either. You know what I mean? No, 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 it won't be. Also, the Expanse, a Telltale series, received a bonus episode called Archangel this week, featuring Christian Avasarala from the television show. Of course, it's voiced by the same lady who uh, I cannot say her name, but she it's the same person doing the voicing. So Christian Arvasala, same person? <laughs> no. Sega revealed this week in financial reports that its first super game should be ready by the end of March of 2026, and apparently the game has a budget of $800 million. $800 million. So like three or four fucking Sony PlayStation exclusives. Yeah, and you, I just, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to be good. It's going to be like a mid, it's going to be six or seven. I will... I would bet everything on it. I didn't remember this, but apparently they have partnered with Microsoft Xbox to make this game. I don't remember that at all. So it might not even be relevant yeah. to us, but that's it's ridiculous no matter what. It is. I mean, they could have bought out most of the people. 
at Bungie. Uh, from Bungie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Also, well-known insider Dusk Gollum claimed this week that Capcom is currently working on Resident Evil 9, which will conclude the current Ethan Winters story arc, and it's planned for release in 2025. It's a, that's a terrible name. Dusk Gollum. It's really bad. Yeah, it is bad. It is bad. A new rumor this week suggested that WWE 2K24 will be dedicated to the career of the late Bray Wyatt. I don't know who the fuck that is, but I guess he's dead. He's dead. Yeah, he is dead. How, how did he know. die? I really don't know. I really have no idea, but he is dead. Confirmed. <laughs> Developer. <laughs> <laughs> Developer. Oh, man. His body's probably not even cold. <laughs> he's probably a nice guy. Probably, I mean, super nice. He's probably the nicest guy on the planet. Also. Was. Was the nicest guy on the planet. Who's the nicest guy on the planet now? It's uh, Keanu Reeves. Developer yeah, okay. <laughs> Developer Red Barrels announced that the Out- the Outlast Trials is still on schedule to release for PS4 and PS5 in early 2024. It's that multiplayer Outlast game, Travis. Crytek told Rock Paper Shotgun, which is a great name this week, that the developer has not rolled out a single player campaign for its extraction shooter hunt showdown. And uh, just as a reminder, they're also releasing a PS5 version next spring, native version. Blizzard confirmed that Diablo 4's next expansion is called Vessel of Hatred, and it's releasing late next year. Website Gamatsu reported that free-to-play Battle Royale game at My Hero Ultra Rumble has been downloaded 7 million times since its launch on September the 28th. God. Yeah. Open-world hack-and-slash action RPG Hammerwatch 2 is launching for PS5 on December the 12th, with a PS4 release coming in 2024. Remnant 2's The Awakened King DLC will launch November the 14th. Fighting game Grand Blue Fantasy vs. Rising has been delayed to December the 14th. Spirit Hunter Deathmark 2 is launching for PS5 in the West on February 15th. Retro first-person shooter Dusk is now available on PS4 for $19.99. Simulation RPG Roots of Pacha will release on PS4 and PS5 on November the 28th. Interactive animated adventure game RZ, The Jewel of Faramore, will launch for PS4 and PS5 on February 14th. And finally, Travis Gamazzi reported that Chinese company NetEase Games announced the establishment of a new studio called Fantastic Pixel Castle, which is creating a AAA MMO game codenamed Ghost. And uh, that is all for the news this week. I'll turn it over to Travis now for this week's new games. Pretty uh, big list here. Let's see here. On Halloween, we had Jusant, which is a um, rock climbing game set in Israel. <laughs> we have Headbangers Rhythm Royale, uh, Plate Up, The Foglands, and The Forest Cathedral. On the first, we had this bed we made. I think it's a bed-making simulator. <laughs> On the second, we have Achilles Legends Untold, Arcade Archives, Deo, Deo. Uh, my time mm. at Sandrock, Phantom Blade Executioners allegedly, <laughs> uh, RoboCop Rogue City, Star Ocean, the Second Story R, the Smurfs Two, the Prisoner of the Green Stone, the Talos Principle Two, Thirsty mm. Suitors, Uno, Vampire the Masquerade Justice. On the third, we have Amabilly, Amabilly. Okay, I guess. DreamWorks All-Star Kart Racing, EA Sports WRC, 
Ebenezer and the Invisible World. Is that about Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge? It is. It's an Ebenezer Scrooge side-scrolling action game. See, that sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Jumanji Wild Adventures, Roller Coaster Tycoon Adventures Deluxe, The Silent Swarm, and Quantum Error. Again, big week of releases here. Uh, you know, a lot of different stuff going on here. Let's see. First of all, I'm just going to tell you guys. I have been reviewing Jusson, the uh, first game that's not in Israel. <laughs> it's a rock climbing game set in a fictional uh, world, and it is fucking excellent. I gave it a 9 out of 10 for Gaming Nexus. Wonderful. Uh, it was really hard to keep quiet about that game. It's, it's, it's so good. Go Why play. is it it's good? Like, You're just climbing rocks. It's just good, man. It's like it's it's better than it has any right to be. It's a it has no spoken dialogue, but it has a it has a good story. And the rock climbing gameplay is like a bunch of it's it's. Do you remember the climbing portions from Astro's Playroom? Yeah, like when you it's like that, but the entire game is that. But uh, what is what is what did you say before that? I said that the story is very good. Yeah, what do you what what's the story? What do you mean? How is there a story without words? You just climbing a rock. <laughs> well, you're reading stuff. You know, you're on reading, the rocks. Like, no, you're finding this? no. Well, some of that, but you're finding like letters and journals and shit on the way up, and and reading them. And, oh, that's uh, sad. Trying, They're all dead. Well, we don't know that. No, we don't know that. Okay. Spoiler alert. <laughs> what? Why else would there be a letter there? <laughs> no, people. I mean, without ruining anything, you can tell the the long and short of it is that people that did live in, on this tower thing left because it stopped raining, and then the rest you can figure out for yourself from there. So, you know what? I thought this was a game about rock climbing, like the competitive rock climbers. Apparently, it has nothing to do with competitive rock climbing. Definitely not. Oh, the, <laughs> Definitely never mind. Not. Completely had the wrong idea. Okay, now it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Definitely uh, not. I just pictured one of those assholes from those documentaries, yeah. you know, that are climbing, looking off the edge. Okay, never uh-huh. mind. Yeah, yeah. This isn't Stallone's like cliffhanger movie. That's what I thought. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, so anyway, excellent game. Uh, we also got uh, Headbangers Rhythm Royale, which is like a. It kind of looks like Fall Guys in a way. It's like a bunch of mini games, battle royale thing. Looks looks neat. What else here? Apparently, this bed we made is is very good. It's just a narrative. My time at Sandrock supposed to be pretty good. It's like an open world slice of life simulator type game. That Phantom Blade Executioner's game people were excited about. That free to play that I was mentioning. Got the RoboCop game this week, which actually looks pretty good. And everybody's excited about Uno. And then uh, Vampire the Masquerade Justice for PSVR 2. I'm currently playing and reviewing it for Gaming Nexus. EA Sports WRC, which Travis, I'm sure we'll speak to here in just a moment. Uh, that cool and weird Ebenezer Scrooge game. And uh, yeah, pretty interesting and big week for new game releases. So with that, let's start to wrap the show up here like we always do by discussing what we've been playing and anything that we're looking forward to. What do you got? Uh, let's see. I'm I'm looking forward to my free trial of Rollercoaster Tycoon. I will be yeah. I will be looking at that. Yeah, yeah. Still not going to play Juicesaw. A little less exciting now, that, you know, but whatever. I'll just... uh. I'll okay. watch some video on it. I'll probably do the Sifu trial too, just to see mm-hmm. Sifu, how hard it is. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, so we played the finals. Did oh, we yeah. talk about this last week? Or did I, when no, I, I don't think so. I don't think right. we had, had yet. No. So, I think I did, um, but you did not. Uh, yeah, so um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Also, I'm not bad at it, so that's that's exciting. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But no, I kind of figured like, that. I was, um, you know, 
I think one we were we were <laughs> me. I'm a little uh, reckless with the foam, so I I stuck you into a wall with the foam. And got it's you something killed. about these games with foam, by the way, for you. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And then I um I I in another part I foamed around the vault so nobody could get it. And then they mm-hmm. shot the bottom of the floor out with a rocket, which didn't occur to me <laughs> that they would just do that. Um, yeah. But no, it's great. I enjoy it. It's just different. Like it's it, it moves like Battlefield, obviously, but then it has a lot of the um, you know it has like jump pads and different little gadgets each guy has, and, and yeah. you were destroying everything in the, in your path because you kept using the power up at the wrong time. So that was hilarious. But um, no, I liked it. I, I liked that. I never felt like I, I never felt like we couldn't win, you know. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of. There's a game. Remember that game we played where you had to like, you had to like, um, what is it called? You had to like crank the gold into the thing. Oh yeah, we yeah. Fuck, what that was like a Robin Hood game we played yeah. a little bit, and it, it reminded me of that in this in a sense, like a modern version sure. of that, but much more polished. Um, yeah, you know, I, I just like the idea, like you know, you're in this arena, the crowd's cheering. Um, Thoroughly mm-hmm. love that the AI voice is the guy from NFL Blitz. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's yeah. great for me. I enjoyed it. I think it's fun. I think it and Foam Stars are equally fun. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed them both. Looking forward to the full release. Other than that, I continued my career mode on FIFA. That's not FIFA anymore. And oh, just yeah. signed. If, if the guy's six foot eight, I sign them. It's kind of a rule <laughs> I have. So I have a six foot eight goalie, a six foot eight center back, and a six foot eight midfielder. And he's just, they're just <laughs> fucking huge. Like, sake. it's great. I love it. Um, if I find another one, I'll, I'll sign them. There's, there's, there's got to be a way I can look up heights. There's a six just, nine striker I can send to you if you're really that <laughs> dedicated. Okay, cool. All right. I'm going to waste all my budget on six foot nine, six foot eight people. <laughs> I think his name is Kyle Hudlin. Oh, great. No. Anyway. But anyway, yeah, I'm just enjoying that. I lost the uh, FA. I got promoted to uh, to the Championship League now, and um, lost the FA Cup final to um, somebody. I don't even remember who I played, but they were way fucking better than I was, and uh, they were a Premier League team. And I was like, I've got to get some talent, or this will never work. <laughs> so, so yeah. working on that. Yeah, the last thing I played was WRC. I think it has like an 83 on um, Open Critic, which is pretty okay. good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I've seen a lot of eights, and I've seen a couple of sixes, and I get it. Like I told you, the the main issue I have with it is I've I've had some occasional frame drop. I think that they've already said they're going to address that with the next update, but that's the only issue I've had with it. I've been playing the the career mode where you kind of build your car up from the bottom. So I I, I picked the there's WRC Junior, WRC Two, and then WRC. So I picked the the lowest one. Mm-hmm. The calendar is, I, I got to be honest with you, the UI sucks. Like, yeah. When you first join in, like, the fucking menu items, it talks to you. Like, you know, you hit the button, then it'll be like options. And you hit the button, and it's like career mode. And, like, I had to turn that off. I don't need you to fucking talk to me. Yeah. I hate when games do that. And then, like, when you go to the actual calendar, you know, you'll be like, hey, I'm, I'm on week three, right? And there'll be three different rally events. You can rest your staff, and there'll be a guy you can talk to to hire your staff. And then there'll be one event that you're the, the person that gives you money. They call it something. Your investor, they call it something else. Yeah. That he wants you to do. Like they want you to go do this event. You don't have to do it, but you have certain goals, objectives within your contract. Like do, do three sponsor events. Uh, and there's five available, but you have to do three. So then you need mm-hmm. to make sure that, like, you know, 
you don't want to get to the point where you have to do one, but then you miss an actual WRC event. But then like the first event it wants you to do puts you in like a really slow car. Of course. So I was like bored out of my fucking mind. You know, it's like two stages and I'm just like, I got it to the floor. I'm in fifth gear. I'm doing 68 and it's like, nothing's happening. Just driving. Like, <laughs> like it's not even hard. But no, I, I enjoy the delivery editor is basic, but nice. It's functional. Um, you can put all kinds of decals on your car. A lot of them, you, a lot of them will be familiar from F1. Same thing with your logos. There'll be a lot of familiar ones from F1. Mm. Yeah, they built the whole engine from the bottom up. It's, it's the tarmac's really good. Like anything on asphalt in that game is epic. Like it's, it's really fucking good. The gravel is really good too. The snow isn't bad, but I, I don't like it. Like it's not for me. Mm. I'm decently quick on it, but I've, I've never liked, I've never liked the snow on rally games. I've never driven a snow rally sim in any way shape or form and thought it was good mm. it just feels weird to me and then the banks it'll have the, like there's always these banks of snow uh, like at random points and like they're hard and if you hit them it, it's just too much like it's just not realistic to me but it's fine oh yeah but no the the feedback on the wheel is great like it's it's a little bit more approachable than the dirt rally games because the dirt rally games are like dark souls for racing games this is somewhere a step below that it's a little bit more approachable but it's like when you get into a flow state on it it's really good like the the stages are actually decently long like you might have a two stage event but that stage might be eight minutes it might be 10 minutes long right mm-hmm. and you get it when you get into the flow states like there's one where i'm snaking in and out of s turns and there's guardrails and um, you know it's on tarmac i'm just hauling ass and it's like it just feels it like it feels natural which is nice i really enjoy it Maybe we should, maybe we should cut this part and send it to Codemasters, like tweet it at them. Because uh, the last rally I did, I came around the last turn. The guy says, "60 crest over finish." As I'm coming out of the turn, a bird flies in front of me, scares the absolute shit out of me. <laughs> Are you I almost a crashed? Are you playing a cockpit camera? <laughs> yes. So I come around the turn, and it's just like bird. Like <laughs> flying from right to left, like scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and the funny part is, I haven't seen anybody else mention this. Like I, I was going to say, streamers. Just, yeah, I don't know. It's but it fucking scared me. Like I don't know if they just, I don't know if it's a thing that happens and I just happen to time it right. Like maybe I'm so slow that it, I happened to hit like the RNG of the bird, but like it, it like jump scared me in a rally game. So I've been playing a little bit of everything. Played a little bit of Spider Man Two. Uh, PS5 says I'm 30% done with the main story of that. I'll get back to that one of these days. Like you said, we played the finals, and uh, I enjoyed it a lot more playing with you than uh, by myself with strangers, first of all. But I also turned off crossplay because I was telling you that with crossplay on, I felt like I was playing with a bunch of bots, and I was playing with people on my team that had Chinese characters as their name. And uh, come to find out, there are already a ton of cheaters on PC that have paid for these like hitbox uh, things and whatever. And so we turned off crossplay, and it was far more enjoyable. Imagine that. I did go ahead and try out the Sivu trial and I thought it was cool. Um, it, it, it definitely seems a little difficult in parts. I think that game is eventually going to come to PlayStation plus extra. So I'll just hold out. I'm not going to buy it, but uh, it's definitely worth checking out the trial. I think 
Uh, I already talked about uh, Jusson. It's a wonderful game. Nine out of ten should play. And uh, the the last thing has been Vampire: The Masquerade of Justice, which is a stealth action game, adventure game for PSVR two. And uh, I'll kind of withhold my full thoughts on it for my review that's going to be coming here in the next few days. Um, but it's okay. It's okay. Stay tuned for my full thoughts on that one. And uh, over at GamingNexus.com. Here very soon, hopefully. Very soon. Just got to find the time to, to, to write, this, write this bitch up. Anyway, Travis, after like three or four disconnects, we finally made it. Fuck this podcast shit. God, it's brutal. Anyway. That's it for Travis. That's it for me. That's it for the show. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe to get a new episode delivered straight to you every Monday. Also, if you could leave us a rating or review wherever you're listening, that'd be very helpful as it does uh, help us in the algorithms. Uh, we'd also love to chat with you. Find us on social media. We go by at the DualSense Pod on everything from X to Facebook to Instagram to Threads. Our website is thedualsensepodcast.wordpress.com. You can get the shows there each week as well. We'll get out of here now. Thank you guys for listening and have a great week. We'll talk at you next time. Bye-bye.